Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerdy AF. My name is Kayla. And I'm Fitch. And welcome to today's episode. Today, we are visiting with Sarah Dean, otherwise known as Seattle's Beauty on Instagram. And it was such a pleasure meeting with her during that time. We really got to learn about her experiences as an actress and what that all entails, getting to get the, the deep side of meeting different actors and actresses, um, what the special effects stuff is like, and what it means to be um, an actress in Hollywood. Is it Hollywood? I think it's Hollywood, right? Is it is Hollywood. Mean? Even though they're filmed okay. all over the world, it's still known as Hollywood. And uh, cool. the, yeah, <laughs> and the great thing about uh, getting to talk to Sarah is that, you know, so many of us here who are nerds, we love sci-fi movies and we love the MCU. Um, and as an actor, she is in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which we're very excited to see. I'm a huge fan of the series um, and getting to talk to someone who got to be in one of those movies and kind of give us a little bit behind the scenes of some of the different actors and, you know, the way things are on set. Uh, we couldn't talk her into divulging the entire plot of the movie. She's worried about Marvel snipers and Kevin's Feige's like jackbooted thugs, like black bagging her and taking her out in the middle of the night. But even so, it was a lot of fun to talk to her. Um, she's very versatile. Um, I believe the word Kayla used, which was our word of the week, everybody, is multifaceted. That is the word. You have to work that in as many times as you can. And uh, Sarah truly is. Between acting, between cosplaying, uh, between her art, which she's a phenomenal artist and doesn't post near enough of it on social media, um, and everything else she's into, it's, it really is a lot of fun to talk to her. Yeah, it definitely was. It, it was really rewarding to kind of see someone with so many different talents and how that's really displayed and I'm sure as many of us are listening, we've always had some kind of hobby in our life that we really felt drawn to and we maybe put off to the side and felt reconnected to later on in life. If that was either just hopping onto something else or just not having the time. And Sarah really goes into detail of how she tries to include everything in her current life um, and how she's you know, gotten back in touch with some of the things she was used to doing. Mm -hmm. So we are going to uh, get out of the way and just uh, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Sarah. So I'm so excited that uh, Sarah Dean is on the podcast. This has been like a long time coming and I'm super excited. And for those of you who don't already know, which if you don't know, you're living under a rock. Sarah is in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy 3 which we were all so very excited for. Um, I know that Marvel has all kinds of NDAs and lawyers and are really, really locked down with secrets. So that being said, is it possible for you to run through the entire movie for us scene by scene? Like, just tell us everything <laughs> that happens. Nope, nope. Oh, I, I don't want shot. the Marvel snipers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, I guess uh, the best way to dig into that is what kind of experience was that like for you? Oh, it was amazing. I would say, like, I never thought I would ever have a chance to be on it, especially a big nerd. I've been in love with Marvel ever since I was, like, nine. I The first movie I saw was uh, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2. So I just loved Marvel ever since. But yeah, it was so great. Like everyone treated each other like family and it was fun on set. And oh my God, the catering was probably my favorite thing. Like the food was amazing. We had breakfast, lunch, and dinner and it was just so good. Food is a love language, 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, uh, now you had said uh, in your live stream that uh, in this movie you are playing um, two different aliens. 
And then also mm-hmm. were stand in for two of the main actors, one of whom was Mantis, correct, right? Yes, I yeah. stand in for her. The other one, I she hasn't been publicly announced yet, so I am keeping her a secret. But yes, it was it was cool because when I got to stand in for Mantis, I got to meet the whole cast for the first time. And the first person I met was Dave. And it was like such an interesting experience because I met him in his whole costume. And then everybody else like showed up after that. And I was just like, just be calm. You're on set, be calm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have fangirled out like crazy. Like I would have just completely lost it on set. Absolutely. Was that, um, so how much time altogether were you kind of like in shooting with that? Were you just like in and out quite a bit or how'd that work? Um, so for being a stand-in, you are in there for camera angles and lighting. And sometimes they have you wear the costume and there's like scenes that you could do like close-up work. It's more like body doubling. So they have us like do some action stuff or read over scripts. Some They do give us like scripts to uh, get some audio feedback. It's just like such cool because I got to be on camera and off camera as well. God, that had to be an experience. Was it? Was a lot of your shooting soundstage? Uh, yes, because mm-hmm. we were in the studios um, in Atlanta, and it was filmed from November to May. Oh wow! And I got that... to be from that time period. Wow, that's yeah. I don't even know what to say. That seems like okay. such an insane experience. Oh, okay. Sorry. Everybody froze for a second. For a second, I thought oh, everything yeah. like glitched and froze up. I'm like, is everybody there? Is everybody there? Nice. The um. So is, is uh is James Gunn as big of a jerk as we think he is, or is he a pretty cool guy? No, he's <laughs> awesome. No. Yeah, I kind of figured he comes across that kind of way. And his brother too, Sean. He's kind of like the the stand-in for Rocket on there, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He is. So we got to like see work a lot as well too it was cool seeing him again in july he was a guest at raleigh and so jared got to meet him and frankly bill so we all got to meet him and take a picture together which was really cool because um i was actually drawing a lot of the actors on set and i didn't draw sean because i didn't have enough time so when i found out he was going to be there i was like oh my gosh i have to draw him and he loved it he saw the one I did for James on his Instagram and it was a really cool, like, like chatting up with him. I hope to see like everybody else again mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, so as you kind of go back further from that, what, um, I guess, do you have like a, I guess a Genesis point that made you want to get into acting to begin with? Um, so I've always loved movies and dressing up like I was a kid and in Washington, when I was in high school, um, there was auditioning for a Disney show happening. And I actually was offered to like be on Shake It Up. And they were like, oh yeah, we love you. You're, you have an amazing dance background. And so if you're willing to move to LA and my mom's like, nope, gotta finish high school and then go into acting. I was like, damn it, I could have been on Disney Channel. So after high school, I was like, all right, let's get this acting and modeling thing another try. I went with an agency, um, did a lot of like 
short films and stuff, not anything like public until I went with a different agency because another mom, like a lot of moms on set, like talk to each other. So this mom helped my mom with another agency. And that actually got me on uh, Grey's Anatomy for two seasons. So I did like some extra work on Grey's Anatomy for 14 and 15. And then I did a the Man High Castle show, which was really great for my first experience because I was a body double for the main actress. So all of the scenes wow. are like close up. They're like my hands or the back of my head. I wore the exact same costume she wore. I had my own little casting chair and like Amazon treated me like I was like a movie star. It was just like so cool. And my mom got to be on set, which was even better even though I was 18, but they were like, yeah, mom can stay and hang out. I was like, okay, cool, cool. So it was, it was a really fun experience. And then seeing it, like my hands, like that's my hands <laughs> on TV, <laughs> but it was, it was really fun. How, um, that's gotta be, that's one thing I've always wondered about. Cause I, I've heard people who are, you know, working film and stuff like that, especially people around the acting side, um, who talk about agencies and talent agencies that, that feels to me like something that would be really difficult to navigate first getting in because you really don't know who's who. Right. And I uh, mean, anybody who works for an agent is going to be an agency is going to give you all kinds of promises like, oh, we're going to get you on this. We're going to get you on this. We get you on this. How do you, how do you navigate those waters? So the first agency I went to was called Seattle Talent Agency, and my parents paid $1,400 to be like them to represent me, which is a complete scam because they hardly ever got me any jobs. I did some acting and modeling classes with them, but it was like not worth it. An agency should represent you for free, and then after if you get any jobs booked, like acting, the agent gets 20%. If you do modeling, they get 15%. Like, that's how it works. It like, the job I got for um, Guardians, like, they got the job for me. I didn't have to pay anyone to represent me for that, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things that I think is frightening, because we've all heard the horror stories, you know, like people who were artists in some capacity, whether they were writers or something and agencies taking them to the cleaners or yeah, all those kind of, and we were chatting just before the podcast um, about kind of like this weird um, story that you had involving uh, an agency that was representing you for like the cosplay side of things, right? So what was, I'll just let you for the viewers <laughs> run through that. So when I first started getting like big on TikTok and I started getting uh, people reaching out to me on my emails uh, for like brand deals and this clothing company in New York, like online clothing company, anime shirts and some DC and Marvel, he was like, hey, I would love to like represent you. We could do like monthly payments and I'll advertise your merch and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And First, he started um, taking my Instagram photos and putting them into a calendar without telling me. And I was like, I didn't approve these photos and then put some of my Instagram photos on a, a T-shirt. And I still wasn't approve of it, too. But some of my followers liked the product. So I was like, all right, I guess we'll just do this. And about like 30 uh fans I know like bought my like calendars including 
one was from my mom and then another one was from someone I was seeing at the time like three months went by and no like no one got shirts I even did a giveaway of like free shirts to like five people and they never like got their free shirts too even though I got their like shipping information and I sent it to him and they were like hey like we never got anything so he completely stole money from my family friends and followers which wasn't the great and so luckily my friend who is a lawyer she read the contract got me out of it and then he gets all mad be like I will never work with cosplayers and it's just it was just ridiculous just people wanting to use people for money that's brutal <laughs> that's that's just like I so uh I don't know if you have any insight on this are these just like fly by night people who just decide like hey I'm gonna get into this and just reach out to people and then infrastructure wise they can't handle it or is it a scam to begin with do you think I he was new to like the sponsoring thing so I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt at first but then like like him calling me and texting me was like it was very unprofessional. Like he was kind of like lonely and I didn't like that because I was dating someone at the time. I was like, dude. And then he would like send me random gifts. It was like, okay, like this is not how you treat like your client. This is kind of just really weird and stuff. But yeah, no, it's just really hard because there's so many agencies. Like I even um, applied to an agency when I lived in Atlanta last year and it seemed like a good one and I paid $400 to do a photo shoot because they said they have to recommend photographers for me and I was still new to the area so I was like all right I'll go with the agency they looked good and they never got me a single job for the whole year I did a modeling photo shoot they never gave me all my photos just like six and I paid $400 like for the photo shoot, like it goes to the photographer and I understand photographers need to get paid. It's not to the agency, but I was just like, okay. So luckily I decided just, okay, I'll go on Facebook and see what happens there. And then I saw there was like a Atlanta models and actors castings, like extras and whatnot. And I found one for Unbreakable Boy, which is where I got to meet Zachary Levi. And him and I actually became really good friends on set since then. So that was like a fun experience to do. Um, I'm sad that the movie hasn't been able to get released because it was supposed to be in the theaters this year. And we don't know what's happening with that. But that was like a fun like experience to begin with. And then... I was just like, all right, I guess I'll just keep using this website, go with the flow. And then when I went to visit another friend of mine in Miami, he was doing a Christmas movie and he was one of the lead roles. And he told me he forgot his tux to wear on set. So he told me, hey, could you uh, take a lift to like bring my set, uh, my tux to me to set? And I was like, of course. And then I gave him the text and he goes up, like takes me up to the director. He's like, hey, like, do we need like any extra like spots? Like my friend here, she like acts and stuff. And it was like, 
the director was pretty funny he was like oh no she's too beautiful we cannot use her it's like I'm just kidding he's like he's like all right come with me so he puts me in the front row for this beach wedding scene it was called Christmas in Miami so like it was like a whole kind of like Netflix a Hallmark kind of filled Christmas movie and I can do not like 30 minutes later the producer comes up to me she's like what size are you and I said I'm a size small and she's like all right you can fit in the um one of the bridesmaids dresses and I swear to god one of the extras was like that bitch she's only been here for like 30 minutes and these extras were here for like a few days like doing the scenes and they were like how does it she just got like they've auditioned and I just got like an upgrade level of the part which was so funny and it became um the maid of honor and so it was pretty funny but the thing is about that movie my friends got to see it my name was credited as the bride <laughs> so I was like oh no <laughs> I was what? like okay I guess I guess people won't know <laughs> wedding crasher wedding mm -hmm. crasher we're um kayla we're gonna have to be careful with that when like talent agencies like when we uh you know we we when get we to that get point. big yeah because that uh <laughs> and maybe i'm just like you know getting ahead of myself that's like for whatever reason something just scares the crap out of me you know i've been meaning to try to contact um the the legendary ron burgundy to have as a <laughs> podcast host and then we're gonna have to be dealing with some agencies so um it's, it's good to know this insight so we can make it a little bit easier but uh you're you're definitely right we have to we have to be prepared um yeah. and sarah that that made me want to ask you know this has been super you know refreshing and unique to hear this kind of perspective and i know you're you're kind of balancing two two sides here. Um, you have the cosplay side and you have the acting side. So not to sound like I'm interviewing you like for a job, but like in five years, where would you want to be? Like, do you feel like you're going to try to juggle both and really, you know, try to like, cause that's such a unique combination to be both an actress and to do cosplay. And I think that's such a fun representation of showing different roles and characters and encouraging others. So like, what, what does your five-year plan <laughs> look like for for what you want to grow into well it's funny I've I've always wanted to be an animator and artist for Disney <laughs> and so I still draw and I recently did uh, some summer classes to try to get my degree and my teacher told me I should be an illustrator since I'm so good at drawing like realistic stuff I was like all right I might do that but yeah one of my friends I but you know, like Susie Craze, she's like, I feel like you should just do acting full time. Like you're on yourself. Like you got Marvel going on, friends with everybody. And I was like, yeah, I was like, acting is fun. And I do love cosplay, but it's like my dream job is to work as an artist. But I don't know, I'm still auditioning, doing a lot of self tapes, uh, trying to figure out like new agencies near me so I can get more work. And also like I became friends with other actors who give me advice for other things too so it kind of I'm just kind of going with the flow and seeing what happens right not putting too many eggs in one basket that that's a smart move mm -hmm. uh when it comes to your your graphic stuff with your your um drawings and you know illustrations do you have a page specific for that that we can share with people or back into or do you post anything I in illustration I used to have like an art page. I used to, it's funny. I used to have three Instagram accounts. I had a cosplay one 
an art one and then just my regular one. But when I started uh, TikTok, uh, my Instagram, my Seattle's Beauty and TikTok account were linked together. So everyone kept just going straight to that one. So I was like, all right, might as well just like put everything in there. I do have a, an art highlight on my um, Instagram page. So I post all my artwork in that. I usually don't post a lot of artwork uh, into my um, main page, but I did post a reel when James Gunn shared my drawing. I was like, oh yeah, like there it is. It's like, but no, I mostly just share it onto my story and add it to my highlight. So everyone can like see it there. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have to check that out later. Cause it's always nice to be able to see, you know, it sounds like you have so many different outlets and that's very multifaceted. And our last speaker also was similar in that regard. So I love seeing people with so much talent um, and across the board that they're still doing it all um, rather than just focusing into one. So that's, that's something I'll be checking out afterwards. That's for sure. Oh yeah. On set, like when I'm not like when we're just chilling in our chairs and stuff and while other people are on set, like, doing their parts I'm just like drawing and it was really cool um I know Black Panther just recently happened and I was drawing uh Chadwick and Chris Pratt walked by and was like oh my god is that Chadwick oh and he started crying and I was like tearing up a bit he's like I miss my guy I was like he's like I am sorry he's like this looks like an actual picture and I drew it all in pen and pencil and um, I was like, I've been drawing like another person on set. And he was like, can you draw me next? And I was like, yes, I will draw Chris Pratt. And then I started um, drawing other people like Dave, he saw the drawing and he asked if I drew him. And I was like, no, I haven't drawn you. And he's like, Sarah, I'm insulted. And I'm like, Dave, I will draw you. I will draw you. And then when I was done drawing him, he was like, you have to draw James like before we wrapped. And I did. And James like fell in love with it. Just, oh my God. I just love that my artwork kind of brings people together and just kind of started a friendship. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Wow. Man, I, um, I, I would talk about it and be like, yeah, you know, my, I, I, I wish someday my art would bring people together. People usually can't distinguish stick figures from each other. So it's, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of a, kind of a mute point there. Um, switching over to the others that, you, you know, for, well, I, I guess I should say the cool thing about it is, is that um, podcast wise, you are the second person um, that I've interviewed who's worked with Chris Pratt. Um, it was probably about two years ago I interviewed. I don't know if you know of her. Of her, um, her name is Kelly Washington. She's an actor who was on a couple of episodes of Parks and Recreation um, when Chris Pratt was on there. And she also she had a very small role in Jurassic Kingdom, I believe that. Um, from what she told me, if I understood her correctly, Chris Pratt kind of helped her like, you know, get into that role. So um, Chris Pratt, if you're listening, I'm orbiting you and you don't even realize it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, switching gears, we have to ask because so many of our listeners um, love talking cosplay. We have so many uh, cosplay people check the show out. For you, where did cosplay begin? So I've always dressed up since I was a kid. My mom would show you pictures of me and like Belle and Disney princesses. And I wore that costume for three months straight. Like my mom said, I refused to wear anything else. And then um, about 
eight years ago, I, my sister and I uh, saw Frozen together and she had this beautiful red hair and I loved Elsa's blue dress because blue is my favorite color. So we made a pat like, okay, we're going to be Elsa and Anna next year. And uh, a few months or a few weeks later, she passed away from cystic fibrosis. Mm. So that year I was like, you know what? I'm still going to dress up as Elsa for Halloween in honor of my sister. And I went to the mall with my other sister trick-or-treating and everyone was taking pictures of me thinking I worked at the Disney store. Like over 200 people at the mall thought I worked for the mall or Disney. And my mom and I were crying. We're like, you know what? Let's start doing charity events as a Disney princess. And I went to Children's Hospital for a few years during Christmas time, donating toys and um, and clothes and Seahawk gear, mostly for like the teenagers, because of course the teenagers need love during the Christmas time. And then I just was starting to do a lot of like Elsa Disney stuff. I've hit up some Disney princesses for other charities, but it was mostly just like a Frozen themed. And then uh, I went to my first con as Elsa too, because I kept seeing cosplayers on Instagram when I did uh, like tagging uh, my costume into other companies and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Definitely check this out. And I loved it. I was like, okay, I'm going to switch into superheroes. And then I bought Wonder Woman going to Emerald City Comic Con for the second time. And then COVID hit. And so, like, everything was canceled. I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I started TikTok. I've been on it for two weeks. Let's switch up my content because I kept doing, like, TikTok dances and funny stuff. And I started doing uh, Wonder Woman uh content and people loved it so much that they were like you should get a marvel one next and i was like all right i got black widow and so i kept doing like dc versus marvel for a while and it was just like a lot of humor and i kept blowing up like crazy i just didn't know how but all of a sudden um people told me about amazon wishlist and i was like oh what's that they're like your fans can buy you costumes on your amazon list and i was like oh okay so about like three months after I started TikTok, I posted my list and I got like 20 new costumes from my fans. I was like, oh my God, I love you all like so much for like supporting me, making new content. And it was just like so much fun. So I started becoming like a TikTok cosplayer, but I haven't become like an official cosplayer until I went to MegaCon in Florida last year. And that was like so much fun. I didn't know what to expect, but I've it was just really cool. Wow. That's Sarah, crazy. can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I just moved to Florida not too long ago. And that was a con I wanted to go to. But I have other cons to potentially balance there. I'm not quite sure if I'll be able to go. But I don't really know anyone who's gone so far. So what was it like with that experience? Especially, you know, kind of diving a little bit deeper into the cosplay world when you went there. Oh, it was so much fun. I was happy that I had friends in Florida. So the first time I went, um, we got to hang out together first. And then we uh, just went on the first day. And then we also have after parties. My favorite one is at an ice bar. So we all just had such a fun time at the ice bar. It was just cool. Plus, I've seen other people who I followed on social media that were there. And then we finally got to meet and collab and hang out for the first time. It was just like a really fun experience. Um, 
minus the people kept asking us to put on our mask last year because a lot of us couldn't wear masks with our costume like mm -hmm. I had a huntress mask and it just wouldn't go around but this year it was great I got to go with Jared for the first time hi babe hi. <laughs> is Jared there how yeah. do you say hi yeah main man Jared hi, everybody hey. go bears <laughs> that guy yeah, let me tell you about that actually guy our was it our uh third or second together as a couple as I think couple, uh, actually it was second. third third or unless you count like the Fairfax like little con okay so third together so it was actually, cool a couple I've actually never gone to a con <laughs> with a boyfriend before so going <laughs> with a couple is great but yeah fantastic the um we're trying i'm trying to see right now we've got kayla and i have planned um uh, to do WonderCon in anaheim in march and oh. then the weekend after that is c2e2 in chicago and c2e2 is easy enough for me because of the fact that it's like a drive it's like an hour and a half mm. two hour drive like it's right there kayla lives all the way down in florida she's not sure if she's gonna make it but I'm going to do everything in my power, especially now that we know that Sarah and Jared are both going to be there. And what an amazing time that would be. And yet she's still like, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, man. I got, I just started a new job. Got to work on getting that the time off. But, you know, with March being so crazy, which I think we touched on a little bit, is we have like what, WonderCon, C2E2, MegaCon, and then like Kansas City uh, Planet Comic Con, which is the first big con I went to. So it's like, why did everyone have to do it in the month of March? Because I was looking at it, I was planning it on my work calendar, and I'm like, I'm going to have to be gone every single Friday. And then I know that's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's prioritizing it. But yeah, trying to figure out which con the most people will go to. But C2E2 is a pretty big con from what I hear. And like Chicago, Chicago. I got to get me some good quality food there and also <laughs> see the, the homeland of Finch. And granted, that's not Chicago, but it's Illinois. So close enough. <laughs> no the um, Let me tell you, and you know, Sarah, I got to tell you this, and you got to tell Jared this. When we were, my wife and I, we were in at C2E2 last March. There's this famous restaurant in Chicago called the Chicago Oven Pizza Grinder Company that sounds weird. They make these upside-down pizzas. Like, what? they take a porcelain bowl and butter it, and then they put cheese in it and toppings and sauce, and they put the crust over top of it like a pot pie, cook it. They bring it out to your table, turn it upside down, and dump it right into your plate. It is some of the most amazing food I've ever had in my life. It's worth going to C2E2 just to go to eat there. So, if Jared's listening, I know we talked about how food's a love language. And, yes, that's that's the that's going to be the place to go. And I think that might be the thing that might potentially talk Kayla into actually going. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'm all down for different food experiences than that one. I was like questioning and I'm like, how does that relate to kind of like maybe a stromboli? Uh, Cause it kind of reminds me of like a love child of some great things. And I really can't really pinpoint what that would be. And it makes me more interested. So I'm ready to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, um, uh, go to my Instagram. Um, I think a ways down there. I, I don't know. I guess I don't. I thought maybe I had a video of it on there. 
Maybe I'll post up my Insta story later just so Send people can see. Food porn pictures. Yes, food porn. It is. That was one of the great things that Kayla and I had. <laughs> Kayla and I had. We were in Atlanta for Dragon Con. Is like one of our highlights. Was like freezing. was the. Food. Have you been noticing that? Is it Finch who's freezing? I I see him freezing on my end okay. too. Finch oh really? Back to us. Can you get... girls club right now? Bye, Finch. We don't need you. That, that's fine. <laughs> I've heard that from more than one woman yeah, in my Jared life. Yeah, I've been planning on going to like ones that we've never been before. Like we've already gone to. Wait, you didn't go to MegaCon. Either. I went to MegaCon twice. That's in California. MegaCon was Florida. Florida. Is yeah. it worth going okay. to, in your opinion? Yeah. If it wasn't for like the connections. Sorry, that might have brought it up. Um, did you think that MegaCon was worth going to if you didn't have like the same kind of like social atmosphere of like people already that you knew? Yeah, I think it's definitely a recommended con for sure. Okay. Like awesome, like celebrities, cosplayers and amazing booths and stuff. It was like all one floor. So it was easy to navigate. Uh, that's important. So, yeah, like Dragon oh, Con with like three floors. Oh gosh. And all the cosplayers. Oh yeah, like the cosplayers were all together. Like the cosplayers were next to the celebrities, so it was cool. Like if you wanted to see everybody, they were just like all there. Because I know like some cons, they actually just have the cosplayers like away from the celebrities. Just yeah. Was... And not Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I here? Can am I moving? Okay. Yeah, you're you're good on my end. Okay. Yeah. Kayla's frozen in ice. Yeah, Kayla. Now it's your turn to go by. Oh, wait, your you're internet back. connection is unstable, just like my mother. Okay, here we go. <laughs> therapy, everybody. Gee, thanks, Zoom. Sponsored by Kayla. Right. <laughs> anyway, so sorry about that. Hey, I, I think we're all like experiencing that right now. I don't know what the heck's going on. I'm always like concerned that this whole thing's going to crash in the middle of the pod sometime. And, you know, sometimes the person who... I just try to like, like look. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, paying attention when I feel like it's about to freeze. I'm like, yeah. And then I just stop. <laughs> I can only try so hard. Right. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, I have to ask the question. Um, let's say that, like, you know, acting-wise, everything goes, like, through the roof for you, right? Like, let's say, like, five years from now, you're, like, the highest paid actor in Hollywood. You still going to come to, like, cons and cosplay? course i will definitely be going to cons in cosplay i mean even if i was asked as a celebrity guest i will still be in my car like if i did a movie like an for example another marvel movie or dc or anything like nerdy related i will try my best to wear that exact costume that i wore in the show because i feel <laughs> like that would be like a lot of like cosplayers want to like take a picture with you in your costume because i feel mm. like that would be just amazing. Yeah, that would that would be phenomenal. Yeah, and you don't see you don't really see a lot of actors doing that. And I'm not, you know, hating on them for it for sure, because I understand very busy lives and all those kinds of things. But yeah, that'd be pretty insane if you like showed up to a con and like Chris Evans was there like in his full Captain America getup, just like hanging yeah. out. Like that would be phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um cool. Um so the question I, I have to ask, and I, I find this, you know, uh, kind of like interesting, um, several of um, your live streams, uh, whether it was on Instagram or whether it was like on TikTok, I've tuned into, um, 
And unfortunately, it, it, I've also noticed this in um, other female creators that I've tuned into their live streams. Um, I don't know how sometimes you guys handle the comments that come through on those things. Like, I, you know, I mostly see everybody like being classy and just ignoring them. But as somebody who's sitting there watching, reading the comments as well, the amount of times I face palm and I'm like, I just want to type like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, what, are, what the hell? How's, I mean, does that drive you insane or do you just kind of like let it roll off? Yeah, I mean, especially if they say they're jerking off to my live, that kind of gets to a point where I'm like, Fuck. yeah, that's an immediate block for sure. Or like, if they asked me how long Jared and I have been dating and I said, oh, we've been dating for nine months. They're like, oh, that's not long. I still have a chance. It's like, that doesn't give you like a chance at all. Or like, it's just it's just men just cannot be nice sometimes but yeah I've honestly tried to like block as much as I can but with TikTok unfortunately it's not like Instagram where you block someone and gets all their accounts TikTok they can make another account and then they'll come back and to like harass you it's yeah I try my best just to ignore it and then just keep going and I mean I don't know if you saw my video of like calling that one guy who said I was lying to people about being in the Marvel movie and then he took it too far to where like, oh, like the only thing she's good at is being in porn. And I was like, yep, media block. Just I'm done with I'm done with you. So do you get a lot of DMs like that that are like saying stupid shit like that? Yeah, I, luckily it's just all in like the request section, so I oh. don't have to see it. But it's just like I don't understand why people think like TikTok's not a dating app, even though I've met Jared on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he gives hope for everybody. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's cool. I did not. Uh, oh, no, my inter internet connection is unstable. So I have no idea if I'm frozen. And if I'm not frozen, I'll keep talking. Otherwise, I'm sure Kayla will jump in and take over. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Have I been moving all the time? Because my internet connection was also going off the wall. <laughs> yeah, you were Iceman there for a while, just like, you know, frozen. <sighs> I just hope to God it doesn't happen when I'm like picking my nose or something for like 20 minutes. And it's just like, that's going on YouTube. <laughs> At least it's clean in there. <laughs> you have some icicles hanging out there. That's nasty. Oh gosh, that is too funny. Um, well, I guess I know you talked about it a little bit on your live stream today. What, uh, but I want to ask you for the sake of the podcast, what, uh, what cosplays do you have coming up that you're working on or even wanting oh. to do? So I have a, a Susan Storm Invisible Woman coming next week, actually. So I'm really excited to be doing some Fantastic Four content. And um, I have a Mary Marvel costume being made by Susie Creates. Because oh, yes. my friend Zach, like when we met on Unbreakable Boy, he asked if I never or if I ever like cosplayed him. And I was like, no, I don't have a Shazam cosplay. He's like, I demand you doing a cosplay of me. And I was like, <laughs> I will do it. I will do it. And so I'm excited because once that gets here, I can promote uh, Shazam too. When's, so that supposed to, when's that supposed to be coming out? It was supposed to come out in December and it got moved to March. He wasn't really happy about that. <laughs> 
I feel like I'd be the same way though. If I was like a superhero, I'd be like, all the bitches in my life better be cosplaying. <laughs> Finn, cosplay me. <laughs> yeah, I'll cosplay you. Just uh, you tell me. You're a sad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have we have this running gag because Kayla's already cosplayed me before, so she put on the backwards Cubs hat and a Metallica shirt and was just like, "Pip, I think you even put my cargo shorts on, didn't you?" Like that's a whole I other did. like, yeah, the commitment, the commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not gonna say who we're gonna do this um, with, but uh, one of our most favorite people we're gonna do an interview with, and I'm gonna cosplay as Finch while we're doing the interview which i feel like we should just have more fun with to begin with like we should always just dress up like next time just put on the iron man helmet and like talk and just pretend everything's normal yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's not a bad one hey you know um in a podcast uh with tara strong i actually got to be in one with her as huntress and voice huntress and i didn't know that i was like oh my god that's so cool <laughs> yeah anytime anybody drops tara strong's name on a podcast i'm excited because she is just like a, such a phenomenal talent i love her so very much and another name you drop Susie creates who is just like one of like easily in like my top five cosplayers on instagram like she just absolutely murders everything that she does um how did you meet her did you meet her through instagram uh, yeah well Actually, I think we became mutuals on TikTok first, but the first time I met her was this year for Cosplay World, uh, the beginning of this month. So it was cool. I wish we got to hang out more because we were uh, kind of having a, another um, event going on with Jared and I. So we kind of tried to go like both places, but I plan on seeing her again and hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's um that's one of the things that Kayla and I found out in Dragon Con that that was one of the neater things about going to a con is that through Instagram and other social media you have these people that you like meet and follow and you might chat with here and there but cons are where like the rubber meets the road like that's where that's what's great is you, that's when you get to meet the people face to face and yeah Kayla and I both had that in Atlanta as the people that we got to meet face-to-face who we had been following and had even, you know, quote unquote, been friends with, you know, Instagram friends um, for quite some time and getting to meet him in person was, was so cool. That's why I think that's part of the reason why I think we're both addicted to going to cons now. Like you want to go to more cons because we have all these people who are like, Oh, I go to this con over here. Oh, I go to this con over here. And then, you know, just like we were talking earlier, you're trying to like look at the calendar and pick out which ones you can actually go to. Mm -hmm. And not to mention how we, well it's also easy for like everyone to get time off too because if we're all going to the same event like we can just easily hang out mm-hmm. but like the day, like when the con's over we're like all exhausted or even like i mean one time we kind of just chilled at the house but then the next day we're like all right let's all go to the bar <laughs> <laughs> Which actually was a lot of fun, like us just like being out of cosplay. And we went to um, an arcade bar with like Liz Wonder and Mateo and all that. And we just had such a fun time. Yeah, the um, I could see that. And that's one of the things that I noticed that was a lot of fun. I've, I've gone to a ton of cons. Like I, I probably went to my first con t- 2007, maybe. 
I've got gray hair. I'm a bit on the older side. I'm I'm, a, I'm a con veteran. Um, but when I went to C2E2 over the summer, that was the first time I ever went to a con where I stayed at a hotel, like where the con was. And that is a completely different experience. Like, because otherwise it'd be like, you know, you drive in, okay, you'd get there in the morning, you'd spend all day walking around saying hi to people, and then you drive home. But like when you stay in the hotel, and it's like one o'clock in the morning and the party is still raging in the hotel bar of all kinds of like attendees and cosplayers. And, you know, even some of the like art, you know, like Marvel artists or writers who are there. It was a totally different experience. And I, you know, we walked into Dragon Con uh, not knowing like how hard we were going to get whacked in the face with that. <laughs> like just what a like insane atmosphere it was. Um, that's something I look forward to to future cons. It's kind of like the after mingling, you know, because that's where I, I feel like a lot of people let their hair down and can kind of relax and, uh, you know, just kind of enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't been able to get lucky enough to be near a con for a hotel because they like drag a con. Oh, my God. They like sell out so fast. But definitely trying <laughs> yeah and definitely dragon con because it's some uh, what, what was it ryro who was telling us that the hotel rooms there were like a thousand bucks a night during dragon con and it's Did like flood yeah one of the i think the marriott while we were there like flooded thousand dollars a night floods <laughs> yeah like some water main broke and there was like water like everywhere oh it, no yeah <laughs> you imagine spending that money to stay there and then that happens on top of it like oh my gosh yeah you know that might be great though because they could get reimbursed and be like yeah i went to dragon con for free right and i got wet water. so it was great <laughs> win-win baby <laughs> That is, uh, yeah, we saved a ton of money by switching to Airbnb um, for Dragon Con. Um, and then it was like a 20 minute Uber ride anytime we wanted to go in, in and out of the con. So we saved money. But at the end of the day, I got to admit, like staying in one of those actual hotels, yeah, would have been a pretty insane experience. And Airbnb, actually, I would say would be nicer is because everyone can have their own room and bathrooms. As for like a hotel, there's only one bathroom. <laughs> Right. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because we, for MegaCon, we were at an Airbnb for like, well, we had reserved an Airbnb 13 minutes away. And then the owner canceled a week mm. before there. But luckily, one of our friends found another one. But it was like, how far was it? 30 minutes. 30 minutes away from it. It was nice, but still, it was just like, like why would he was like oh i'm afraid like there's a covid outbreak and i'm like dude there's not we went to disney world and we went to the con and there was no covid outbreak there was nobody like restricting masks like it was just mm. i think he was like, still our money but luckily it wasn't charged yeah that's what we were worried about with dragon con because there were horror stories going on about that in Atlanta where like the last minute Airbnbs were canceling people's reservations and then making new ones at like double the price. Like they were just, what, you know, yeah, they were flying. Which might be what that actually was and just trying to put an excuse on COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, no, thank you. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. They were the same way at Dragon Con though. Cause they had, you know, and all the notifications we had got for was like, Oh, COVID still a thing. COVID still a thing. Mass required, mass required, mass required. Nobody there was enforcing it like whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah last year they were they were like restricting it i was like i do not care i literally will put it on and then when they walk away i'm like 
yeah. <laughs> well, you're right though, and especially because so many, like you said earlier, so many cosplays don't really allow for that. You know, depend upon what it is you're dressed in and what kind of like you know headgear apparatus you have on. Like I, I you know, try to like you were saying, and then also like Jared, if he's going as you know Arkham Knight, you're gonna put a mask on over that. Like, how is that gonna work? You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, no, like people wanted to put like he would still have to wear a mask underneath his helmet and it's so stupid like you're still face protected right jared yeah i mean my plastic's thicker than any there he goes oh my god yeah, I'm back. That was so weird. I thought you guys both froze. I'm like, okay, so neither one of them are here. And then it kicked me out and brought me back. So, yeah. This is going to be an interesting episode with all the freezing. Um, <laughs> we will see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm doing the editing process, should I like insert words for people? You know, just like. <laughs> just like the R2-D2 scream. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so funny though um yeah r2d2 scream i'll mix in, in that in the wilhelm scream just like back and forth and just like <laughs> yes. it will forever be known in the podcast handles as the screamer episode because yeah that's that's all it's going to sound like for sure yeah well, we um uh, we are getting up uh, up to the clock, up to our time here. Um, Sarah, I want to thank you so very much for uh, taking the time to come on the show and chat with us. Uh, we hope we get to bump into you at a con sometime. Uh, hope we get to uh, do another episode with you in the future. Uh, maybe by then, every yeah, connections. We have our are, internet figured out. <laughs> right, we won't be so unstable. You know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's technology. It is what it is. But uh, uh, once again, thank you so much, Sarah. And uh, anything you want to say to folks on the way out? Uh, no, just thank you so much. I love doing podcast interview and can't wait to do it again. Yay. All right. Well, we are uh, we're going to get out of here. And thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you.